Matthew 2, 1-12 In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Lord, we thank you for this blessed day we have to be able to come before you and worship you. And Lord, we know that we all come before you with many things on our mind, Lord. And some of these things are worthy, but unfortunately many of them are not worthy. So Lord, we ask now to help us to clear our minds so that we might focus fully upon you and your holy inspired word. Lord, help us to see what you want us to see, hear what you want us to hear, and change in the ways that you want us to change. Convict us, Lord, where we need convicted. Encourage us where we need encouraged. Save us when we need saved. Lord, we pray for all people, all your people, to come to know you. Lord, we pray that the saints might be edified, that the lost might be found, and most importantly, Lord, we pray that you would be glorified. Amen. Well, welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church, and I'd like to ask you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, as we'll be looking at verses 1 through 12 this morning. I know you just heard this read to you, but we'll also read it together as we go into week 3 of our Journey to Bethlehem Christmas series. Thank you, Pastor Chuck and the families of BBC Bloomer Baptist Church for these great videos you've done each week showing us what this journey may have been like for each character, for each story, for each scripture we've looked to and studied throughout this series. Thank you to Bloomer Baptist Church families and children for doing this. This has kind of served a little bit as our Christmas program as we've been unable to do a live in-person program. And I just encourage you, share these videos with your family, with your friends, your relatives, your neighbors, your coworkers, whoever it might be. And help them to reflect upon, to ponder these stories. 
And then, though, make sure you go to the next step and say, have you read these stories? If not, ask if you can read them together at a lunch break, at dinner time, at, in the evening, over the phone, over Zoom, whatever you need to do. Let's make sure that the light of Jesus is seen through you. Today, we're looking to the three wise men, the three kings, the magi. Whatever you wish to call them, I want you to see that wise men sought out Jesus. You see, God is creator, and man longs to seek him. If we seek him, we may find him and worship him. And that's what we're going to see today. We're going to see these wise men seeking to find Jesus. And when they find him, they bow before him and worship him. But there's so much more to the story that I don't want to just end right there. Wise men seek Jesus. Wise men still do seek Jesus today. We worship him just as we ought to. Before we go further, let's read this together now. Starting in Matthew chapter 2, where it says in verse 1, now, after Jesus was born, notice it says after Jesus was born. We're not, in, we're not speaking before. We're not speaking the night of even, more, even anymore. We're talking about now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. It tells us what direction they came from, saying... Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Now, I read some commentators that speak as if these wise men went door to door knocking and trying to find out where is this king? Where is this Jesus? We've been following this star and we're looking for him. And they're looking and they're looking and they're looking. And then eventually they explain more. They say, for we saw his star when it rose and come to worship him. But when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. Not because he has these three kings in his kingdom. No, I ultimately don't really believe these were kings anyways. Um, but we'll maybe get to that later. But he was troubled, all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. He was troubled because of hearing of this newborn king, Jesus. Verse 5, they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. They knew these prophecies. Verse 6, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Verse 7, getting back to the story, they say, then Herod summoned the wise men secretly. Nothing ever happens good. When you have to say, hey, secretly, let, let's come over here, let's whisper, let's not let anybody hear us. And it's not just because they wanted to tell them, uh, he wanted to tell them what he was getting this baby Jesus for Christmas. No, he was plotting against Jesus. And he would tell them. And it, then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, he thought he was sending them, but really, they were already on their way. This was just a stop along the way. But he would say, go and search diligently for the child. He gave them a mission, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Yeah, 
right. And that's why you had to tell them this in secretly. After listening to the king, they went on their way, probably thinking, good riddance, I don't know. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to the rest over the place where the child was. This was no ordinary star, no ordinary convergence of planets, no ordinary supernova. I truly do not believe it was just some ordinary happening that happened so many hundreds of years or a thousand years. This was a supernatural star that God used to guide these wise men and allow it to stop exactly where it needed to be, to rest over the place where the child was, guiding these wise men to where he wanted them. God uses his light to guide us still today. In verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I can only imagine after such a journey to see the star and know, yes, we've come to where we need to be. Our journey is, is accomplished. We've made it. And going into the house, they saw the child. Notice it doesn't say baby anymore. It doesn't say the newborn babe. It says the child was Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Notice the first thing they did due to the overpowering, overwhelming superiority, even in this child of Jesus, to these wise men was to bow down and worship him. Then after this, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and more. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading along. Thank you for following along, watching these words. I know I didn't transition them on the screen as I should have. I got a little too excited. Hopefully you're watching in your own Bible. Today we are in week three of Journey to Bethlehem, and today we look to the wise men. And what you're going to see is that wise men seek Jesus, but wise men still seek him. And when speaking in the third week of this Journey to Bethlehem, you're going to see a lot of similarities to the previous couple weeks. But you're also going to see a lot of differences in their journey. You see, the journey of the wise men was no easy task. Their journey was similar to the others we have discussed, but also very, very different. One, the journey was still physically hard, just like Mary and Joseph, but it was a different physically hard. Number two, the journey was also still mentally hard. And number three, and this is a little different, their journey may have been very spiritually hard too. Again, one, their journey was still physically hard. Two, their journey was still mentally hard. But three, their journey was spiritually hard too. The journey was physically hard. Despite what some nativity scenes may look like or how some stories, movies, or songs may have pictured their journey, this journey was a hard and a long one. Now, some nativity scenes, it shows the wise men right next to the manger. But there's already two false things here. First of all, by the time the, the magi or the wise men got to Jesus, they were not even at the manger anymore. Scripture clearly tells us in verse 11, that they were in a home visiting the child. So it would have been a long time off. The, the, the wise men, the magi, would not have been next to the manger at all. 
and they wouldn't even come to the manger. It could have possibly been a two-week journey or a several-month journey. Some say as far as two years. And this is why King Herod, the great Herod, issued a decree to have all children, two and under, killed because he did not know how old he was, but he wanted to go up to that age. They definitely did not arrive at the manger but a house. And this was a long and treacherous journey of which was so far that it would require a supernatural guiding light across a continent, possibly 800 to 1,000 miles. We have one group, the shepherds, who came from the local vicinity. And now the total opposite, wise men, magi, who come from a far, oh, far away land. So we see one group who we looked to before, the shepherds, who come from lowly, humble ways. And yet we now see this new group, a group who came from possibly wealth and wisdom from a long, long, far away. One came that miraculous night of Jesus' birth, but another possibly a long time after. But we also see a similarity here. All people who come before Jesus worshipped him. And we must also come before him and worship him. Many people envision these wise men arriving with the shepherds, handing off their precious gifts while Jesus still lay in the manger. But this simply is not true. It's not found in the Bible. Many scholars believe that these people came from Babylon or were descendants of the Jewish people like Daniel, who were captured in Judah and deported to Babylon hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. If correct, they made a journey of almost 600 miles. Now, this also could explain how they knew these prophecies and why they would have come before Christ to worship him. Another possibility is that they came from what is modern Iran, then called Persia, in which case they traveled over 800 miles through deserts, over mountains, through rivers and seas or around them, lands filled with many, many dangers. Another misconception of this journey was that there was only three of them. Nowhere in Scripture does it say there were only three of them or that there were three kings. Nowhere in the Bible does it say only three were present. This idea mainly comes from two ideas, two things. One, a old Christmas carol titled, We Three Kings of Orient are. And the fact that three gifts were mentioned is number two. But they probably were not alone. It would be common to travel in a caravan and with many servants and many family. There could have been not just three, but there could have been many. And with each additional person, new challenges. Moving forward, this journey would also be hard mentally for them. They may not have known where they were going. Now, I don't know about you. I actually enjoy road trips and just hopping on the highway and deciding, hey, let's take this way. (laughs) But I still have the comfort of knowing I have a GPS on my phone in my pocket to guide me all along the way. Many of you, this would (laughs) lead you into a panic attack, an anxiety attack. It would be mentally hard to not know where you're going. And even though they may have this supernatural light in the sky, these stars that they're following, this star that they're following, they might still question, why are they doing this? Where are they going? What are they going to do from day to day? How long will this journey 
be. Now, it does seem they knew the prophecies, so they must have had a general idea what they were going, where they were going. But obviously, they still did not know exactly where. They had to follow God. And we too, although we don't always know where we're going, we must follow God's direction. They would not know if they would be accepted or welcomed into this foreign land with a foreign king to a newborn baby. It would be hard mentally as they did not know what to expect. It would be out of their normal routine and far from their normal comfort zones, but they still would seek him. Wise men sought out Jesus. Wise men still seek Jesus today. We must worship him. You see, it would also be hard mentally as they would have a hard decision before them. Follow the commands of this great King Herod, a king who had his own family members assassinated because he was so suspicious of them trying to take over his reign. Or follow this child, Jesus. Protect him and go home a different route. And that's what they would do. Wise men still seek him, not others. Wise men still seek Jesus. Above all else, above all things, not others. They would not tell Herod where to find him. They would bow down, worship him as their king. Finally, the journey would be hard spiritually. You see, these magi, these wise men, are said to be Gentiles. Possibly not Jewish people, but outsiders coming before the king of kings. A king named Jesus. Savior to the world. It's believed by many that they were not believers at all of the one true God, but were coming just following the star in anticipation of a new political king being born of the Jews. They followed this star knowing that something special was happening. And even if they did know the prophecies as they were very wise men, maybe they just truly did not trust these prophecies fully yet. The title wise men came from the word magi. And many have thought that these individuals were more like magicians, which is where we get the word from, magi, or sorcerers, or people who study dark arts and other gods in the sky, hence why they would follow this supernatural light in the sky. They studied the sky. They were astrologers. They could have also just been wise in many ways, such as philosophy, medicine, and the interpretation of dreams and occasions. Another reason they may have been following this star to, to discover what is this thing that we know not of? What is this thing that we, know, that we do not understand? We must go follow it so that we can bring back more wisdom to those who we serve. Despite all these theories, What we see is when they came before this newborn king, they recognized he was and was meant to be and would become King Jesus, Savior to the world. And they would bow and worship him. They may not have been believers when they started this journey. But what we do know, what we can be sure of, is that by the time they reach this newborn child to be Savior of the world, they would fall on their faces, bow before him, and worship him. These wise men recognized the great superiority of this child who was before him, and they bowed before this child and worshiped him. When was the last time that you bowed before Jesus? 
recognizing his superiority, repenting of your sins, and worship him for how great he is and how much he's done for you. You see, all these points may apply to you as well. No matter where you're at or who you are, you need to know this fact. Wise men still seek him. Wise men still seek Jesus. Your journey may be, it may have been already physically hard. I don't know where all of you have been or are going, but I, knew, I do know that God still desires you to seek him. Just like the wise men would seek God in this newborn baby Jesus, we must seek him too. But we must seek him for him, not for what we can get from him, but just for him and who he is. Admire him, bow before him, and worship him. You may have come through hard times, hard physical times. You might be going through hard physical times now. You may be living in hard times as we all do, but you're not meant to live through these alone. You're meant to bow before the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, Jesus, the Savior to the world as King and allow him to rule over your life to live with you forevermore. Wise men still seek Jesus. God still wants you to come and seek him. He is still here to guide you by his wisdom and into his marvelous light. Follow his light. Follow Jesus. Next, maybe your journey is a hard one mentally. You feel let down by Christians, by the church, a pastor, a priest, maybe even me, by other people, by family members, by friends, by people you thought you could trust. Why well, ask you to overcome these things? Don't seek God because of these things. Don't seek God because of what is in your mind, but seek God because of who God is. Seek God for him. You see, the wise men were not seeking this newborn child because of what King Herod had, had sent them on a mission for. No, they were already on the mission to seek him. And then they bowed before him, recognizing his great superiority. We shouldn't be seeking him for anybody else anyways. We need to seek him for him and him alone. Follow the light of Christ. Follow God and his, the fullness, the yearning that he's placed within you to him. The wise men were offered a mission to find this newborn king for Herod, but they would not go back to Herod to report their findings because they did not seek him for Herod. They would seek him for him and him alone, and they would obey their instructions that they would receive. Wise men still seek Jesus and follow him as king. Don't follow the ways of this world. Follow the ways of his world, his kingdom. The wise men were not really kings, but they came to see a king. And this would cause great trouble for King Herod. Let's talk about that for a moment. You see, King Herod was jealous and afraid as he heard of a new king. He feared losing his control, his position of wealth, power, and influence. He was, feared with, he was, he was filled with such great fear at that his first response was not to worship Jesus, as he said, but destroy this newborn Jesus. He would order all children two and under, of two killed. But God protects Jesus. Joseph would receive a dream to take Mary and Joseph away for safety. 
the wise men would go against what King Herod would tell them to do. And they would go home by a different route without telling Herod of their findings. You see, Herod was so close, yet so far away. Jesus was so close. Jesus was before him in his very backyard, and yet so far away. Jesus was before him. He, like the shepherds and wise men, could have gone and worshipped this Jesus, but he would instead reject his need for this Savior. Too many of us do this today. We try and do things on our own. How often do we deny the power of Jesus? We kill Jesus. We put Jesus on the cross as we do not accept his love and salvation that he has to offer. We think we can do it all on our own, and we can't. We're all sinful human humans. Nobody is righteous, not one. We are all in need of a Savior. That Savior's name is Jesus. How often do we not see what he has done for us to the fullest? We hold on to our guilt our shame, our control, when the best thing we can do is just come before him, put our gifts aside, put our works aside, put our pride aside, and just bow before him, admire him, and worship him. Finally, maybe you struggle to take this journey because it's a hard one spiritually. Like the Magi, the wise men, you may be a Gentile You may view yourself or God may view you as an outsider. You're not a Christian. You're not a follower of Christ. Or maybe once you you once were and now you've slipped away. You just feel unwelcomed or unworthy. And I'd like to tell you that just as God chose to lead these Gentile magi, wise men, to the sun by his light, then I'd like to tell you that God wants to also lead you to him too. You're welcome to come to him and worship him. God desires all of his creation to come before him and worship him freely and to have a relationship with him for all of eternity. You see, God's kingdom and people are diverse. It's not just for people who look like us, act like us, or speak like us. It is for all who he calls forward into his marvelous light. We should thank God, praise him for his love, being so wide and accepting, not just for one nation, but many, not just for the wealthy, but the poor, because we are all poor and in need of him. Today is the perfect day to come before the king. Bow to him in repentance and recognize him as Lord of your life. Recognize the forgiveness of sins that only he can provide and bow and worship him. Wise men still seek him. Wise men, worship him. Let's be wise and seek Jesus. Worship Jesus. And oh, one final thing. Follow Jesus. Wise men still seek, worship, and follow Jesus. God still invites wise men to seek him and his light today. And as wise men, we come before Christ and leave a different way than how you came. Just like the wise men of that day. Wise men come before him and leave differently with a life changed, a life transformed, a new life in Christ. After this, all roads become new to us. All life is new as we live in his light and follow his guiding path. What gift will you bring to Jesus? You see, he doesn't need anything. No gold, no frankincense, no more. These are great symbols for us to study and look to. But he doesn't need these things. But what he does desire 
is a relationship with you. What he so blesses you with is an open opportunity now to bow before the King of Kings, this Jesus, the Savior of the world. Cry out to him and worship him. Your very soul cries out for him. You long for him. All of creation longs to worship him. The wise men brought gifts, but they received a gift much better, Jesus. They brought gifts, yet the moment they were in his, his presence, the gifts were on the back burner. They realized we should need to bow before this Jesus and worship him. Then they would give them these gifts. The shepherds brought no gift but their praise and admiration. They also were blessed greatly. All that matters is that you seek him for him. Follow the example of the wise men. Seek him. Bow and worship him. And give him your gifts. See his greatness, just as the wise men did that day. And give him the gift you have, which is your life. And follow him. Spurgeon said, those who look for Jesus will see him. Those who truly see him will worship him. And those who worship him will consecrate their substance to him. I posted it on my Facebook page if you want to ponder that thought. Those who look for Jesus will see him. Those who truly see him will worship him. And those who worship him will consecrate their very substance to him. Remember that first idea we had? God is creator and man longs to seek him. If we seek him, we may find him and worship him. We have two choices now, two examples to follow, Herod or the wise men. Will you be hateful and despise Jesus, this king? Will you reject his sovereignty, his superiority, his life-saving mercy and grace? Or will you receive the king as your own and worship him? Will you fulfill your longings for something more? Wise men still seek him. Fulfill your longings. Jesus is the reason for the season, but he is also the everything that your soul needs every day. Let me say that once more. Jesus is the reason for the season, but he is also the everything that your soul needs every day. Verse 6 reminds us of the promises fulfilled in Jesus. He is the shepherd of God's people. And he could also shepherd you today. You are the sheep. I'm sorry, I know that means you might follow some dumb path. You could walk off a cliff. But Jesus wants to be your shepherd. And we can follow him and not perish. We can live forevermore in his kingdom. Like the magi, the wise men. We can follow his miraculous, life-saving, life-guiding light. Seek him, seek Jesus, bow and worship him as king. Before we close, I just want to quickly look at the gifts the wise men brought before the newborn king Jesus. Then we'll have just a few statements to focus on to reflect. These wise men came and found the child with his mother Mary, and they gave him their offerings. What offerings do we give him? Gold is a gift fit for a king. Frankincense, which was in constant use by the priest in the temple, and the ultimate priest, the one who is to make final reconciliation between God and humankind, was before them. More was used to embalm the dead, and this man born to be king was also a man born to die for us. In these three gifts, we see who he is and what he came to do. 
who he would become. Like the wise men before us, we should bow in wonder before a God who could love us so much to give us Jesus, to do so much for us. The wise men in all their wisdom recognized the great superiority of this child Jesus and bowed before him in worship. We too must worship him. Wise men still seek him. Don't miss Jesus this Christmas. The reaction of the wise men before Jesus shows an adoring worship was laying at the feet of Christ. This was the noblest gift that they could truly give. It was their life, recognizing him as their Lord, King, and Savior. Will we do the same? Wise men would behold Jesus. They would fall down and they would present him gifts later. We should do the same, but the gift is our life. And the true and best gift is that we mercifully, graciously receive him in his love, his forgiveness. Let's close in prayer and song. Lord, we thank you that we are forgiven through Christ Jesus, our Savior. He was born as a baby in Bethlehem so that we might have life. We thank you for the story of the wise men, Lord, and we look to see how we should still seek him too. But don't, don't just seek him for what we can get. Seek him for who he is. Lord, we pray that we would still seek him, that we would not miss Jesus this Christmas or any day moving forward. Amen.